Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Raul Ruiz Diaz. Wow, welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Do us a quick solid and click through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. Thank you. Uh, the comment, primarily we want you to leave us a comment. We don't care about the review. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from Nico Ladero to Magnus Wolf Eichrum. <laughs> we don't care if you're enjoying yourself while listening to this podcast. We're we just, just want using you to you interact. To advance. Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey. You've aged in the last couple of weeks. Hold on. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Secondly, I'm, 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 what do you call it? Insecure about my age. Uh, We've I'm, both aged is, I, is really what I was trying to get I at. get it. Yeah. I, you're curbing my excitement, though. I just found out just moments ago that like one of my favorite bands of all time, ISIS, the band, not the terrorist organization, <laughs> Okay, they're getting back together for one show in Los Angeles. They're playing uh, one of the dudes. I think it's one of the dudes from K-Van passed away. And so they're reuniting the band under a different name because those f- and had to go and ruin it. They're not, it's no longer the Egyptian goddess that carries you to the river Styx or whatever. Now they're going to be called Celestial after their first major album. So I thought they should have called themselves like Boko Haram or something like that. <laughs> <My next. God. laughs> How dare you, first of all. ISIS are awesome, the band. Okay. But I'm like We are Al Qaeda, the band. I, I'm starting to think that maybe it's a uh, what's his nuts uh, for uh you know, the Zlatan. I oh, think Zlatan, Zlatan, they're playing in Los Angeles. I feel like Zlatan might have got them back together. 
Zlatan has the power to do so many things. He moved to MLS just to... Just to get ISIS back together. <laughs> the band. A guy called Zlatan. Like, it sounds like... Oh, God. Why couldn't his name be Billy or something like that? It would make it sound a lot easier. This, so. is, our, this is for our other episode. <laughs> our, our other podcast. Terrorists. <laughs> Terrorists in new metal bands. Yeah. Te- technically, they're progressive metal band, but okay, whatever. whatever. So, uh, for they're th- not new metal and you metal? <laughs> no, not like that. They were <laughs> modern metal. I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, this week, the ball goes in the goal. Sounders FC take on worse of the New York teams, but still better than Seattle. New York Red Bulls in a battle for who knows what. It's a super... The jet lag cup, yeah. 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 Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. Midweek after a Saturday match, traveling all the way to the opposite coast to play. They're already in New York as far as what I've seen so far. I would imagine since the match is tomorrow night, I would hope that they would be there already well, trying they, to acclimate. They were there like uh, yesterday morning, I'm pretty sure. Stephen Fry was tweeting out pictures of his dope view from his hotel. Um, Stephen Fry tweets out a photo. It's it's the, the New York skyline. It's the new World Trade Center <laughs> building and all of that. Christian Roldan, he said, so Stephen Fry's... <laughs> Uh, comment was pretty decent view from the hotel room um christian roldan responds and says me too and it's just the picture of like the roof and the air intake for the hotel (laughs) (laughs) they definitely prioritize interestingly huh yeah you would think there's someone on the team or that works for the team whose job it is to make sure that the stud goalkeeper gets the better room i guess christian roldan's knows you know he's he's no bench player yeah. yeah Yeah, I think I think it's just they put a bunch of rooms together, and then players, as you check in, you get your your rooms and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see him giving Dempsey the crap room. You know what I mean? True. Who's uh, who's Fry's who's Fry's roommate? When you travel, you have a roommate. That it you're would be with. Meredith. Oh yeah, yeah. backup goalkeeper. You put well, the goalkeepers. A lot of goalkeeping talk and a lot of yeah. goalkeeping glove slaps on the ass. That's yeah. what I imagine goes on. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what goes on. We know a lot about professional sports culture. <laughs> One guy's on one bed and then has to dive to the other bed to like save the remote from flying by. I feel like that's, that's how that's they exactly it. what yeah. happens. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It sounds pretty. Safe. We should get Fry on here to talk about that. Yeah, like okay. Now tell us specifically when you jump from one bed to the next to make a save. Now when you get your butt slapped by another goalkeeper wearing the goalkeeper glove, how bad does it hurt? Yeah, does it hurt? I do don't you, know. Do you ever use a glove that specifically has some sort of imprint in it so that way you can leave an awesome mark on someone's ass and you slap it? Oh, this is another version of Sounders fanfic. <laughs> Do you shower in the locker room wearing those gloves? Like, does that help you wash your hair? It's not very long. They're, they're so kind of like be. Mickey Mouse, where it is just their hands. Oh. They're not even gloves. They're just like, this is my hand. This hey, Stefan, <laughs> throw me the remote. <laughs> oh, wow. You did a really good Brian Meredith impression right there. Thanks, man. I've been working on it. <laughs> Um, okay, so anyway, the Sounders coming off, I say uh, in the intro there, the ball goes in the goal, Sounders FC. Uh, because we finally can be convinced that that's what they know how to do. They scored not one, but two goals after going down one in a big match against whoever they played over the weekend that I can't remember. All DC of. United. Oh, yeah, man. Controversial take here, okay? But I think DC United might have the sweetest kit of all the teams. Just that all black look, but with the stripes in it. Like they've yeah. had other all black ones that are cool looking. Yeah. Like I love a black jersey. Don't get me wrong, but that one specifically was great. And then like on the authentic ones, not on the replicas, on the authentic ones, there's a button and it oh, opens up and just that button. one patch of red. Yeah, that like really ah, it's like you're a Beats headphones you're wearing right now. There's the red B against the all black headphones. It really pops out of there like that. So DC United is one of those teams that just has a history of a being super successful. 10 years ago and not so much since then sure but always looking dope <laughs> so it's it's a good great it's color a, choice man yeah and I, f- I feel like they're one of the teams i mean it's like this year a lot of teams like that have been um 
awesome, right? Like DC United has these dope new kits. Yeah. Um, new York Red Bulls went to uh, went back to an all red kit, which looks really nice. Um, their their home white kit still looks terrible, but um, <laughs> See, now, to be fair, the DC United kit for the their second one, which is white, mm-hmm. it has these like strange rectangles. It looks at like the top. a bicycle jersey. It looks like they put the abs in the wrong spot. <laughs> like the pecs are where the belly is, and then the abs are up top. Like, like I, was it, were you designed by alien insects? I feel like it looks like that really cool guy that you know that rides a crotch rocket, but even though he drove his Kia here, he just put on his leather jacket with the weird patches and the, the helmet with the, the mohawk on it. Safety first, bro. <laughs> Safety first. The mohawk prevents aerodynamics. I don't hate is the second kit the uh, for New York Red Bulls the blue with the orange or with the yellow sleeves? Uh no, you mean yeah, for the Red Bulls? Yeah. I no, yeah, yeah. Or their second kit might be their all red kit this year. I think it was the blue with the yellow sleeves, which I actually think is pretty dope. Yeah, it's also But dope. I think their uh, all red kits is is one of the best in the league. Ah, it looks real sharp, man. It's real good. Uh that Red Bull logo is obviously like huge around the world as well so um anyway this show's not about whose kit is what i guess even though that dc united one is awesome a 2-1 victory a comeback victory for seattle at home boy did that stadium go silent when that first goal was scored in the 53rd minute by who maddox uh, maddox Maddox. or whatever that was uh bad news the two goals going in is awesome i'm still hearing people giving clinton dempsey a ton of flack for his performance i don't get it because he had a motor running uh 15 shots on goal or 15 total shots from the match seven of them from clinton dempsey that guy was producing including an almost like world-class back heel goal that was so uh, cool it was so cool it would have been so great if he had, gone he had harry ship up at the top of the box that he could have like dished it off to instead of doing that but like a guy that scores goals goes for goals like that exactly and exactly. harry ship you never know like he uh, he's he's so hot and cold with his production right, right now he happens to be although great he's been form. great yeah he looked so good in the match and then after scoring the lone goal from the we'll get to that here from the u.s open cup um he like had a little extra i think he had an extra gear well this is a crazy thing about harry ship is that he's He's played in Chicago forever. He's from from the area, right? Like played for Chicago Fire. Was a homegrown player for them. I'm pretty sure. Um, was very good for them. Best player on a very bad team. Uh, and then he went to Montreal. And in Montreal, he he was kind of used as a bench player. wasn't necessarily, but again, he was like a really good player on a pretty bad team. Now he's with us and with the Sounders, and it seems like. We've seen his production. We've seen his ability. Uh, he just hasn't been getting the looks. I think there was an injury in there somewhere because yeah. obviously there was because it's the Seattle Sounders that we're talking about. So everybody's had an injury at some point this season. But he's he's one of those guys where I almost I almost think that he should be coming uh, off the bench or starting over Lamar Nagel in in all of these situations because he's got a track record, man. He, he's a good he's a good player. And in the 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 chances that the Sounders have given him this year, he's really in Open Cup. He got the goal. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But Open Cup, he got a goal. Uh, this game, he looked great. He was in a lot of good places, making a lot of runs. The the final third of the Sounders' attack looked like people were moving. We had switches from V-Rod moving from one side to yeah. the other. It was, uh, t- and you, In order to be able to do that, you got to have other guys that you can trust to be able to cover and play in the right positions. Really good possession play, really good hold-up play. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he did a good job of just of keeping the Sounders in the game enough to like 
dish it out to the guys who yeah. can do something a little bit more with it. We should go to practice and see what the vibe is down there sometime because I don't know why Lamar doesn't get the call up more often. And there's got to be something going on that we don't see when it comes to that. So uh, it'd be worth checking out. So uh, a, a performance that finally gives the Sounders three points, which is awesome, takes them out of the bottom two, a full three points out of last place now. <laughs> we Ooh. are in the very highly respectable 10th place. Yeah. Feels good, too. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Hot. Garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. Yeah, man, that feels good. I haven't heard hot garbage in a minute. It it does feel good. Okay, so last week. Yeah. We did not pod. You were a sick boy. Yeah, I've been massively ill. Yes. So we did not podcast last week, and so much, so much has happened over the last two weeks. So without dwelling on each thing a bunch, because... Especially with good news that we're holding on to. Yeah, there's plenty of good news, and a lot of bad stuff happened in the week. But, so let's just real quick, I want to go through a few things. Yeah, great. Um, I want to hear you on those keys. So, first, Sounders FC entered the Open Cup and scored a goal. Hot. Yeah. Yes, Sounders FC lost to Sacramento Republic, a USL team, in extra time. Garbage. Hot. Roman Torres, Gustav Svensson, and Nico Lodero all called into their national teams. We that, talked about that. That's hot. Hot. Nico Lodero was left off of the final roster and will not play in the World Cup. Garbage. Sounders FC beat DC United in another come-from-behind victory at Central League Field. Hot. We sacrificed Kelvin Leardham's right leg, which is actually hot yeah. if you are Jordan McCreary. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. But for the, Kevin, the, yeah, okay, okay. for the rest of us, garbage. Yes, Kevin Leardham, great guy, good player. Yeah, good player. And great slaps. Do we know what uh, happened to? Uh, I read right leg strain, which just probably means the hamstring. Ha- hamstringitis has affected another player. <laughs> or, dang it, I always jump the gun. Or more likely, he was a game time scratch with acute halitosis picked up in training. <laughs> I think that's going around. I think someone else was out with a, a halitosis a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Your bad breath makes, makes you not able to play this game. Contagious bad breath. Sounders <laughs> FC players making out with each other, giving each other bad <laughs> Have breath. Have we ruled out Jordan Morris not actually having uh, the knee problems with the ACL or MCL or whatever, and it just being acute halitosis? <laughs> that's, that's definitely what. Or it was the moon related lupus, possibly. <laughs> on that one too I, I don't know okay cool that's that's a uh, it's incredible stuff yeah uh what's uh, i guess we move into the actual match against dc united here a bit we touched off on it a little bit but uh what, what do you got well that's hot from okay that? there i feel like there's a so much when you win especially right now hot there's so much right so yeah. like a win hot uh ladero scores an absolute banger uh, from about 18 from he was 18 like, on the volley hot and uh as you said uh, earlier when we were talking offline, Kim Kee-hee. My tweet, Kim Kee-hee, MVP. That guy was out there hustling, and when you see some goalkeepers, and they're not of the top quality, not goalkeepers, sorry, uh, central defenders, and they're not of the top quality, and they're chasing a guy into the box, you're like, well, here we go. Here comes a foul. Here yeah. comes a card or a, a clumsy challenge. A PK, something. You're like looking for the worst, and every single time we saw him step up to make that play, contact on the ball, big, huge uh, last line of defense before Stefan Fry. He stepped up in a huge way, all for a guy that doesn't speak any English and is trying to keep in uh, rhythm with a team that's uh, got a lot of guys that have played together for quite a while, except for this year where everyone's been hurt and everything. But that guy played like a real Chad Marshall over the weekend. So Hot. And not just that. We're talking about Kim Ki-hee, who uh, just... (laughs) 
if he hadn't had a couple injuries this season with the Sounders, yeah. Um, he would be playing in the World Cup right or this week, which starts on Thursday. Acute halitosis strikes again. Uh, yeah, he would be playing in the World Cup with South Korea uh, if it weren't for you know the, just the injuries that he's picked up here. So we're not talking about some like you know slouch who who has to who we should be worried about. We're talking about a, like an international football uh, quality World Cup. Vet or not veteran, he hasn't played in the World Cup, but international. He's got a lot of caps with his team. He's a good player. He's getting paid half a million bucks to be here. Yeah, so I think it begs the question, and I think we could talk about this a lot, either this pot or next. But it begs the question: who's, Is Roman Torres out, man? Is, well, is Kim your, your starter now? Who's your your Who's your back two, your central defenders that you're going to have? How many more seasons do we have with Chad Marshall and his definitely not a head injuries? Like before, he's just got to retire. Right. And then what are you left with? So far this season, uh, Alfaro hasn't really shown that he's up for the call Ooh, yet. No. He's had a rough time. And that's what I'm talking about there. A younger guy that doesn't have the same caliber of experience doing those same challenges in the box. I mean, there's 40, your heart stops every time you yeah, see him going for make a, a challenge. Match, if that's right. the case, and, and uh, not to be that disparaging on the guy because he's sure. he's learning and he's coming up, but the quality difference and pay gap between the two is significant, right. and it feels good to see the Sounders are making plays to keep that central defense strong. So it's really you have to like peer into the crystal Pepsi ball to understand what next season is going to look like and what you're going to do. But both Kim Kihi and Roman Torres on just about the same. Pay Check. No, it's a couple hundred thousand. It's a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. and so or maybe he only makes three hundred k. Whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, either way, he's getting paid significantly, and Roman Torres is getting paid that much more. And so you gotta like, if you're looking at the books, what are you gonna do about that? Well, not just that, but you you see a you you're not pay you cannot pay that much for a backup. You know what I mean? So either one of those guys as a backup, you're you're that's a lot of money on the bench in a position that you do not um, need on the bench necessarily. Cause right. most of the time you're not, you're hoping to not have to sub out your central defender, you know, unless you're in a dire situation, you need to sub on a striker and you're going to move to three in the back or something crazy like that. And that's why you have an Alfaro that's, uh, that's back there. And like, Alfaro, a Sam Rogers and S two who they signed to a short term contract to play that Sacramento game. Um, just, but you you do not want half a million dollars sitting on the bench. Yeah, you're paying Alfaro just over sixty k to yeah. to play, and so compared to the to Kim Kihi, who's making five hundred grand, and then Roman Torres. All this information is publicly available. You can just Google it to find it yourself. Roman Torres on five seventy five. So yeah. uh, with some guarantees and stuff. Sure. And so yeah, we're talking about two guys that are getting paid a ton. Chad Marshall getting paid a ton. Um, there's like a lot of there's a lot of money invested in that central defense, but also keeping goals out is kind of the way. That's a big. That's how you. Tight defense, yeah. yeah. You can't have a sloppy defense, otherwise you end up and look at uh, Liverpool, who scored all the goals this year and weren't able to win the Prem because they were too leaky. Well, and you talk about uh, an offense that has been this—I don't—I don't want to say um, toothless, but like an offense that hasn't been able to put the ball in the goal. Uh, if you're going for a one-nil win, which is what you're going to have to have to do with an offense like this right now, um, or a two-one win, you got to not give up more than. A goal, yeah. Each game, which the Sounders have been good at this year, we haven't. The Sounders haven't given up like massive amounts of goals in these losses. They've been one nil losses. They've been two one losses. Things like that. You know, where it's not you're not looking at four nil, five nil, five two, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's been at least somewhat close, just with no offensive production, and yeah. that's just injuries and not enough uh, support up top. Yeah. So, uh, okay, moving on. Garbage. 
Uh, obvious, obvious one is is Kelvin Leardam's right leg uh, being sacrificed in order for the Sounders to to champion over DC United. Pele, uh, that's the name of the of the volcano god, right? Pele is that what it is? I thought Pele he, is I, a soccer. I thought he was a Brazilian soccer player. <laughs> if there's a Brazilian volcano, do you name it Pele? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Pele, Pele, Pele. Yeah. I don't Whatever know. it is, uh, no. sacrificing I, I just his watch leg. Watch Moana and, and figure that out. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Kilauea is the one that's going right now. The shots of that from one space of the ones that's bananas. going right now. Oh, that's the Fuego is the one in. Uh, uh, is it Guatemala? Is it- I don't know where it's in uh, South America. Yeah. That is explosive. It's big. It's bad. Ooh, that's a that's a bad news. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, the uh, Kelvin Leardam going down is tough. Look, luckily we've had some pretty good support in the on the winger positions there from a couple guys this year. Have stepped up. Big McCrary and yeah. Waylon Francis have both been pretty good. I think McCrary is your guy to step into that role in the future. Um, just well, so so Brian Schmetzer comes on the radio on a, on a radio show <laughs> and says uh, we're looking at weeks, not days, for this recovery for Kelvin Leardam. So, oh, that's not good. So we're talking that. about uh, a World Cup break, uh, basically, without Kelvin Leardam. When we're already going to be missing Gustav Svensson um, and Ni- uh, no, not Nicolo Darrell, oh, sad, uh, and Roman <laughs> Torres. Um, so in a defense that's already maybe a little suspect. Uh, missing two two good players, including one guy who's a who's a great fill in. Yeah. Um. You you drop a guy like Kelvin Leardam. Hope that Jordan McCrary can do the job. Re- remember, Jordan McCrary before coming to the Sounders was riding the bench wherever he was playing. He I think he was playing Toronto FC two last year in the USL. So, um, and he's a veteran of the league. So you hope that he can come in and and and. His experience is what you're his hoping ex- yeah, will, can exactly. bridge that gap. Yeah, for his skill a- might not be the level that you would hope, but. At least he's got a, a good head on his shoulders, it seems. He might not slap a guy on the sideline like Kelvin Leardam. So you're going to miss out on the WWE entertainment a little bit. <laughs> Kevin Keehe MVP, I said on the old Twitter a few days ago. Kevin, you match. said Kevin Keehe MVP? Kevin Keehe MVP, I said on the Twitter the, a couple days ago, to which responded at Sean Gervin, says, hashtag cold garbage. I call hot garbage on you, Sean Gervin, because cold garbage is not good. Now we're talking about Kim Keehe, so if you said cold cabbage... <laughs> <laughs> then perhaps, okay? But cold garbage is still garbage. <laughs> I do not. I do, you you just that? called Kim Kee garbage still. So. Yeah, he played well. He played real well. Shout-outs to Sean, who's a longtime listener of this pod, and uh, we're really grateful for that. But at the same time, I get to make a cold cabbage joke, so thank you. Um, also, uh, I got to give... I actually have to, on behalf of many people on the in the universe that of the Sounders FC, I got to give myself the old... Hot garbage. I've been real tough on a couple people on the Sounder squad this year. One of them is New Who. Mm. All aboard that New Who choo-choo, right? Everyone's yeah. real excited about that guy. And I've been I've been tough on him because he makes a lot of kind of boneheaded decisions. He's not necessarily um, in position a lot. He like, clearly wants to be an offensive player. His but he's, crosses aren't always great. Like Yeah, and, and you want to see him yeah. you want to see him do better and you want to see something get through his head, especially for all that money that we're paying him. And then I looked at the money that we're paying him, and for everyone that's riding that guy that hard, he's our starting left back, and he's making and guaranteed, there's no like bonuses for this guy, $54,500. Hot garbage. Yeah, man. He's 
We're expecting a ton out of him without much return. I will gladly put my hand up and say that a guy like Ozzy, a guy like Christian Roldan, like these people are the ones that are going to have to step up and fill that gap while that kid is making his mistakes. I'm totally confident now that if he's hungry enough, if he wants to change that situation and be making more than just the league minimum for a young guy like that, that he is fully capable and has the skill necessary. He's got to get his head on straight, not let the disparities between players bother him and start learning from some of these guys that are that are actually making it to get that next big contract. It's kind of like getting really pissed off at uh, the 16-year-old at your local fast food joint for making your burger wrong or something like that. Right. Because they are not, A, paid enough to care uh, about what's going on your burger. B, they haven't been working long enough to to, to do a great job. Um, Nuhu is doing a very good job for the amount of money that he is being given. And for like how young he is, he is like okay. <laughs> you know, he's like he is he we are getting what is what we are paying for. Unfortunately, he lives and I was talking to uh, my buddy Ryan Castle and unfortunately he's getting paid to live in a city that is impossible to afford. And so as a professional athlete who has to then also be pretty chill the rest of the time, that's like a pretty big drop off. And to your burger um, analogy, it's not like the other burger chef in there is, you know, he's making the minimum $13 an hour. The other burger chef is making $99 an hour. Like the drop off is pretty significant between the top and the bottom burger chef. <laughs> right, you got somebody making a couple million dollars on the same team and you guys are supposed to hang out together and like ha- build some camaraderie when you're just in completely different economic classes. And get yelled at the same way. Yeah. Like, like, damn it, Dempsey, like, do better. Or, I can't it. believe this team is losing and knew who, what, a, what an asshole. Well, well whatever, yeah. He's, he should take that because he's a professional athlete right. and we're paying him to play soccer. Well, hold on though, guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay? Like, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guy at Amazon, you are making three times as much as this dude. Yeah, it's really it's really. T- tough. It would be hard to imagine being a, a foreign person that has to come here, live in the city. Uh, I'm sure that he has a sponsor family or friends or something like that that he's put up with that help dissipate that difference. But to be able to make that little money and have the same expectations blindly. And I put my hand up again Hot on my part because I've been real negative about that guy without understanding the big picture. So. Your, your hashtag fan outrage was a little unwarranted is what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, yes, it's definitely us making fun of me for the fan outrage. Warranted. <laughs> me having fan outrage probably a little harsh so uh, I apologize uh, I know he's a big listener as are a lot of the Sounders players not um, that uh, knew who I'm sorry there you go leave a comment uh, for your favorite player you can even say yourself Apple Apple Podcasts people getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match it's this week in fan outrage there's this match this match there's not too much to talk about. Well, so it kind of defeats the point then we regularly talk about how it, good or bad people can find can people can be mad about stuff. Right. And so uh, I mean I'm sure people are mad. We're just like terrible at finding we're happy so we're like not doing our best job at like finding angry people. Okay, what'd you find? So, um uh, is <laughs> I can't. This guy's name is Duncan Doofus, LMAO. <laughs> Duncan Doofus says Seattle wins games. Nah, that's not right. <laughs> Which, like, fair. I yeah, mean, fair. <laughs> with only wait, what, one previous win through, yeah. uh, in the season or two or something like that. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, okay. Uh, Here's something I want to talk about. So, this is, this one comes from Lil Sad Boy. He says. <laughs> It's ill, sad boy. All right. Oh, ill. <laughs> okay, good because I want to take Lil Sad Boy as my rap name. <laughs> it's so Northwest. Yeah. Uh, now suddenly everyone likes Sounders again. Shaking my head. Fake fans. Like 
Fake fan outrage. Is that shaking right or smack? Is SMH smack my head or shake my head? It's shake my head. I I know to smack my head. Smack oh, my no. head. Like, I, you're real. You're real wrong about that. I'm pretty sure it's shake my head. Like like one of these. Hold like, on. What? Hold on, motherfucker. One thing, real quick. <laughs> you can't call me wrong on it linguistically. I just know it differently than you. It's like when people say soda or pop or whatever. It's, is this? Is it's this just different? It's not wrong. Okay. You, you just pulled an alternative facts on me with that. No. Like I just believe it differently, so I, it's okay in my head. No, you're full of <laughs> You're allowed to have two different interpretations of something. Again, does everyone call it soda? No. Does everyone call it pop? No, no. but that's different. We're talking about the same thing. That's different, though, because this is like SMH means shaking my head. It's like LMAO doesn't mean laughing Mark's ass off. It means <laughs> laughing my ass off. Relevant next. <laughs> But both convey the same message, saying my and Mark as two different people. Both of them convey some sort of gesture with your head, right? Well, some sort of and gesture. And frustration. Ugh. Well, one's, I think one is frustration and the other is disappointment, so they are different they are different. Disagree, man. I think this is rude that you're like that you're uh, that you're taking your uh, viewpoint and making it the only one available. I'm not saying it's my viewpoint. I'm just saying it's what's no. It it's is because tr- we have different viewpoints, and yours is the one that's right according to you. Okay. Right? Okay. Right. Okay. Yes, Kay. I'm right. Thank you. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is. It's not Brandon this, knows best, folks. This doesn't seem like an opinion thing to me. This isn't like a my viewpoint. It's just I. It would be saying because I believe shaking my head or SMH means smacking my head because I believe it to be that. This is not the same as the LOL being laugh out loud. It's laugh out loud, right? It is. Yes, okay, of good. Course. And lots of love, which some people uh, grandparents mostly blow my mind. Yeah, with. yeah. It's like anyway. Um, okay. Okay. Well, Brandon's right, everybody. Let's never forget that. Moving on. <laughs> Make me feel like an ass. You're being an <laughs> asshole. I don't. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, you. How dare you? I don't want to make move you feel on. That way. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about the whole fake fans thing because it's okay to be upset with your team. It's okay to like not be excited about a team that loses. I've been a fan of the Mariners my whole life. Yeah, and it, there's something really challenging about understanding that what what the scope of fandom is whether it's like you have to be there with a <laughs> out screaming the whole time i shouldn't have said that but, um you have to be i've really gone off the off the rails here and i'm sorry I'm, but it, it doesn't mean that you have to be there in ecs screaming at people like it you can be a casual fan. You could be a hardcore fan. You could be a fan of the year. You can the, or worst fan of the year. My buddy Keith is worst fan of the year. He goes to every match. Yeah, and and like, look, you and I have a Sounders podcast. Yeah, right. We're fans. Like we follow the team. We're excited about the team. I can be unexcited and like unenthused about Sounders stuff and still be a real fan. And Brandon's the authority, so he gets to say that, and that's the law. Exactly. You hear? You heard it here. Yeah. You heard it here. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I do agree that this is a little bit different too because Sounders FC is such a new uh, American top flight team. Yeah. Still, relatively, like yeah. relatively to the rest of the world, um, there's a lot of people who. Uh, when the Seahawks blew up, that became like a big deal. Uh, Sounders won the MLS Cup, and still Seattle didn't really care. Soccer yeah. fans did, but it wasn't like all of Seattle was like, yeah. Well, I even get annoyed when people are like bandwagon Seahawks fans, because it's like, no, we've always been fans. We've just never had anything to get excited about. So finally, we're just like sparked up. We're like, Man, excited that about terrible something. offensive line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Loving that. <laughs> really into this like awful team. I will admit that uh, they... On the Formula One race in Canada over the weekend, they were like, uh, Lewis Hamilton is a, um, he's 
this like uh, young. Well, he's not that young anymore, but he's like he's a four-time world champion. He's really exciting. He is really into fashion and celebrity and stuff. And so he like has cool people around him yeah. and stuff. Uh, they go to interview this one model, and I think she has. Uh, I think it's vitiligo because she's. Uh, I, I think she's uh, a black lady that I don't has, know what that word means. Uh, it, it's when you have the white that also oh, sure, shows yeah. up. Um, when your skin pigment decoloration, yeah, and it's very striking. Like yeah, she's, yeah, a, yeah. she's a great looking woman, but it's a very like you don't just walk by without noticing right. that. Um, and so he, the commentator who's on the grid down there interviewing people, he goes walking by and he already has confirmed with her publicist that he can talk to her. And he like cuts in. She's talking to just some hipster and cuts in to interview him. That hipster that she's talking to is Lewis Hamilton's friend Hector Bellerin, <laughs> the right back for Arsenal, yeah. who's at this race. Yeah. What this all comes back to is that it was. Was also rumored that he had Russell Wilson there oh. from the Seahawks. And I, I'm i not a huge football fan, but I'm not going to lie that when I heard Russell Wilson was there, I was like, yeah, let's see Russell Wilson. Go Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. As a guy who like is a fair weather fan of the sure. Seahawks, yeah. where it's like you put something exciting on the pitch, and I get excited in soccer. You put an exciting team together, it's more fun to watch right. than a bad team. Right. Yeah. And we get and we get excited. I don't know. I just hate be, I hate when when fans, any fans, not just me, but when any fans get called fake because they uh, don't want to sit in like crappy weather and watch a team who can't put together five passes uh, play a game. Well, let me ask you, you a know? question then. Yeah. At a Mariners game, this happens all the time. Baseball slow and boring, right? Yeah. There's like a lot of stoppage. And sure. I love it because it's a conversational sport. Same. But when I'm at a Mariners game and you they sh- or like when you're watching on TV and they show the pen and about a third to half of the people, just on a glance, are facing the wrong way. They're facing away from the game. Yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Just like drunkenly babbling, trying to hook up or whatever right. their motives are. That drives me. That's fake fandom. That's, See, that's, a, that's, a, that's like a total different. Yeah, I agree with you. That is, I totally agree with you. I, my wife and I, uh, three times before we got married, we we went to baseball games, uh, Mariners games, and every single time we were like, "Oh, let's get tickets on this night, this random night that we've chosen." To go to. And it was every single time it was college night, and you're on your way there, and people are like throwing up in the parking lot at five thirty p.m. and then you get inside and it's packed and nobody's wearing any clothes because they're all trying to screw each other. Yeah, and then they're in the pen drinking beer, and I'm like, okay. I came for the Mariners game. Yeah, I came to you know, and it, it was fun. You still got to watch a baseball game. The baseball game still happened. Not everybody was there drinking beer. Maybe, yeah. maybe some of the players. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what goes on in the dugout, <laughs> but uh, the steroids mostly. Um, but, Clearly, I mean. yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. Like, I'm there. I'm like, okay, these people aren't here for a baseball game. It's a social event. They're here for a social event. Right. They got cheap tickets to a thing, and they're all drinking beer. They they wanted to come here to pay $19 for a beer to hang out with each other. And that same type of vibe does not exist in a... Really, I don't see it at a... It, it happens, but it's not to the same degree at like a Seahawks game or at a, or Sounders, a Sounders game. Yeah, or yeah. even a basketball game. R.I.P. <laughs> they're coming back. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Ill sad boy, okay. I appreciate how you toughed it out and how you were a fan through the bad times and the good. But at the same time, come on, man. All this hail is... the only true fan, ill sad boy. Yeah, it's not like um, I'm a Simpsons fan, but they've had 20 consecutive bad seasons. And yeah. I still consider myself <laughs> yeah. a Simpsons fan because sure. I still like the premise and the characters and the and the story development. It's still good stuff. So. The Mariners are the Simpsons of MLB. <laughs> Only you would consider them to have five good years, and I don't know if you could say the same thing. 1995, 2001. Oh, yeah, that's all I got. Hey, 2018. Super fun. Yeah. <whistles> Moving on. Okay. Uh, 
Alex J. Alex J. says, hold up. Live look on hell, and yep, it's frozen. Ah, because the Mariners won, hell froze over. Because the Sounders I- won, hell froze over. That's the one. Yeah. I get it confused with our other podcast that we do about <laughs> how good the Mariners are playing without Cano. Right. You want to talk about an investment that you could do that you leave where you're leaving money on the bench. Yeah, Ooh. no kidding. Okay, uh, well, I guess they didn't have to pay for the second half of, or for the 80 games that he right. suspended. They get that money back. It's like $12 million. So... Uh, Something happened. Though. Another fan outrage. This is this is like a, a theory of fan outrage, and I think we should discuss it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Our buddy Mark, yeah, who has been fan of the year before. Like, yeah, this guy's like Sounders I, dubbed him fan of the year. Like he's a dedicated, diehard fan. Yeah, absolutely. And he's traveled a ton. Knows his stuff. Yeah, he's and he's a fun dude, and he's a nice guy, yeah. and a friend of the pod. We'll say. Yeah, we maybe, say. maybe not anymore. I don't know if he listens or not, but yeah. Um, he got into a bit of a heated moment, something uh, similar to what we kind of just discussed. So go all the way back to the U.S. Open Cup when the Sounders took on Sacramento two weeks ago or whatever it was. Let's leave the uh, player out of this, too. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and the Sounders played very poorly. The defense played poorly. Everybody played poorly. Yeah. Um, except Harry Ship. Uh, yeah, gave us one goal. Yeah. Um, one of the players had somewhat of a worse game than the rest of the players yeah. and and our buddy tweeted out uh like basically goodbye yeah he added the guy he added the guy he 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 tagged the guy in his post and said like basically later you're off this team right okay so the question is, he got a lot of so mark our buddy got a lot of flack for this for for having tagged the player so basically i guess the the unwritten code is that if you if you're angry um it's okay to be angry it's okay to talk about it as fans but hey these players are doing their best so don't tag them they don't need to see the vitriol and hatred from their own fan base who they're trying to play for and who they're trying to like earn their career and like earn a check in their career so the idea is don't tag the player because uh that's just like a dick thing to do now I did not know that ahead of time. Like you had to like describe this all to me because I think, you know, people for the most part, I work in a public field where sure. I'm talking uh, to strangers all the time and I'm performing and if they don't like it, they let me know. It's not very often. I don't like to get people coming at me on the internet very often, but it happens from oh, time to Facebook time. Facebook messages, DM, like there's yeah. so many more channels just, for people to sh- you now. Yeah, and it's or just a simple at, just mm-hmm. and it like, boy, that really hurts my feelings because I'm constantly on there engaging people trying to do that. I have like very thin skin, and just because like I do a job that is in the public light does not mean I can handle people being mean about it. And and they have the right to be mean or whatever. But I get where it's coming from. We're like, dude, unnecessary. Like you got to have more self control than that to do that. But also, I didn't know that that's like a specific thing. Is it appropriate that the rest of the fans get mad at him and like go after him for that? Because clearly like, it upset him as well yeah yeah and that's what and that's what i don't know man because i think like i don't think that just because players are public figures uh they deserve like i don't think that anybody should be a dick on the internet to each other right, right? like right. i don't think we should be like I, if somebody tagged me and they were like hey brandon you suck at writing or like hey your podcast sucks yeah uh I would be like, just oh. give us five stars in the comment. That's even yeah, if you hate it. I don't it, care. Just, just give us five stars and and make me feel better. Um, but they, but if somebody says that, like, I feel that it hurts, right? right. Like that's what you're talking about. Um, just because you're in a, in this position doesn't mean that you deserve that. Right. You don't deserve. Nobody deserves that, right? Right. So I don't know. I don't. I, but at the same time, like, 
the internet's it's free and protected speech, so you can say whatever you want. And if, if you want to say that stuff toward a player, then like fine. I'm sure that they're get if just because you're a fan and you're surrounded by a bunch of super fans, like there are people with three followers and following nobody. They created account just to tag that player and say like just to be a jerk. crappy thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's just be real here. I think that young guys, not necessarily this guy, but like generally speaking, young guys are uh, creating these accounts so that way they can slide into the DMs. Right. That's right. What, that's what this is really about. Yeah. So. Um, I guess the I guess what I'm looking at to take away from this is that uh, perhaps lobbying insults at people directly and then not to their face is maybe not the right approach, no matter how upset you are with right. them for their job performance. And they were like constructive either. And perhaps that there's a space for um, if I, I've done this myself, I've definitely been upset with people and gone after them or re- replied to people mean when they are jerks to me. Perhaps that there's a space for uh, for apologizing on the internet as well. And to to Mark's credit, he did apologize. Right. He he tagged the player and apologized specifically to the players. Yeah. Apologized to the people who he upset on the internet. Everyone remember that we're human and that we're reacting, and that if we can take an extra ten seconds of breathing before we do anything, whether yeah. uh, calling someone out or re- reacting to someone calling someone out or whatever that maybe we'll be a little bit better off. Right. So that's our PSA for this week. Okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back with headlines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just hydrating and filling up on uh, the immediate need to pee. <laughs> That's how this <laughs> podcast goes every week. Every single week. All right, into headlines. Well, uh, this Obviously, Sounders FC needs some support. What are we looking at? So, the eight-figure DP that Garth Lagerway has alluded to in previous interviews might finally have a name. Sounders FC have been connected to the Peruvian striker Raul Ruidiaz, who has actually been tearing it up in Liga MX lately in Mexico for the last couple of years. Um, he's playing in the World Cup with Peru, and uh, uh, an announcement seems pretty imminent. So, he's departed his uh, Liga MX team. Because their season is over. Yep, and, and he's on his way to the World Cup. And uh, the transfer window isn't quite open, so nothing from the Sounders side might be uh, official anytime soon. But it sounds like the 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 buttons are are being buttoned up, yeah. and and he will he will be the next big signing on the Sounders. Which ten out of ten determine, or which with ten out of ten certainty he will get hurt with. <laughs> Uh, a pizza-related ha- knock. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say hamstring, but yes. Okay, um, moving on. Um, so the World Cup starts on Thursday. This is like the least prepared that I feel like... It's Tuesday I've- now, so we're two days out from the yeah. World Cup. In, so uh, Thursday, June 14th in Russia uh, is the is the first match. It's Russia versus some team. Or if you ask the president, it's America's World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Your first, so uh, two sounders in the World Cup. Obviously, we got Gustav Svensson. We've got Roman Torres. Svensson with Sweden. Torres with Panama. So your first chance to see a sounders player in action is Sweden versus South Korea, which is on Monday the 18th at 5 a.m. I'll be up. Uh, yeah, you will be up. Or uh, Panama versus Belgium, which is three hours later on the 18th at 8 a.m. You will also be up. So I, I got finally. I, ha- I will be up. I have then. to apologize to Seattle for the next month. It's going to be a lot of lazy radio and tons of soccer talk. <laughs> you got the live stream going on one of the the computers that you need to be able to do the stuff. Yeah, on the radio. Brandon, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, I needed to hit the. 
but instead it's broken with a case of streaming the World Cup-itis. <laughs> um, and speaking of Panama, this is my favorite headline. Speaking of World Cup-itis. Uh, yeah. Roman Torres is officially the heaviest boy at the World Cup in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> like literally like the like, biggest like player they they released the stats of every single player in the world cup of like height uh weight what club they play for sure. and the heaviest person at the world cup is Roman Torres Seattle Sounders FC center back I hear he's planning to work his way into fitness in the world cup that's the <laughs> Oh good finally for the second half of the season Now to be clear the goodest boy at the world cup it's got to be I don't know Lionel Messi or he's never good at the world stage though no, or maybe Mohamed Salah Ooh, that'd yeah. be great Yeah I imagine that if Neymar is did he get his fitness together is he going to play Oh yeah man he's been he's been back with uh he 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 played a couple friendlies scored a couple goals Great. So he's good. I have to imagine that that guy is going to do real well. Okay. Yeah. Looking to the immediate future, Wednesday night, 5 p.m. Pacific time. So it'll be 5 p.m. local time. You'll be able to watch from Red Bull Arena and Harrison. New Jersey. Is it Harrison? Uh, I might have written that wrong. New York Red Bulls versus Sounders FC. That's a 5 p.m. kickoff. I'm sure it'll be a few minutes after that because it always is. What do we have to look at from the past there, Brandon? So Sounders FC last season faced them once. It was the home opener in Seattle in 2017. It was a 3-1 with goals from Harry Ship, Jordan Morris, and a penalty from Clint Dempsey. Not in that order because I don't write things properly, (laughs) apparently. Um, It also, one of those goals, the Jordan Morris goal, which was uh, set up by it was double assist from uh, Jovan Jones and 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 Nico Ladero. It had to be one of the dirtiest nutmegs by a sounder I've ever seen. Uh, Jovan Jones just like turned around Felipe, uh, put the ball between his legs with and- a double assist from Felipe's balls and <laughs> Jordan Morris. Exactly. Uh, Jordan, Jovan Jones. Jovan Jones. Yeah. So uh, three to one. So sounders have ever have a history of three to one wins over over New York and home openers even. So last year was the was the home opener for Seattle and then. Uh, you added to the document. I'll never forget because I hadn't moved to Seattle yet. I was like in negotiations to get this job, and all I wanted to do was be a Sounders fan. And I watched the very first match ever in 2009 between Sounders FC and New York Red Bulls here at home at CenturyLink Field, where the Sounders took that one as well. Yeah, and it was a three to one result too. So um, I don't think we're going to have to dig very deep for the uh, for the Crystal Pepsi Bowl this week. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So. When we are looking to for tomorrow's match, we're talking about travel, we're talking about it's a, a squad, midweek match, but too. coming off of a ton of momentum from right. having a couple of good goals. If you had to guess, who do you think the hero is going to be for Seattle Sounders FC? Uh, man, I think Nico Ladero. So, so uh, anecdote. Right, so when Obafemi when Obafemi Martins uh, used to play for the Sounders, and he was left off of the Nigerian uh, World Cup squad uh, back in in 2014, right? Uh, to the media, he said, "That's okay, I'll play my own World Cup here in Seattle," which. Then he went on to have like amazing form during that during that time. So I'm hoping that Lodero channels that same like uh, chip on your shoulder attitude right. and comes back to Seattle and just like burns the league, dude. Like I I think he'll come back and just and just go gnarly. On it's either it. that they go full Gibbard and lock themselves in a damp basement and write sad bastard music for the next <laughs> six years. Uh, at least it's good, right? <laughs> yeah, like, at least go. it's good. Um, and then, okay, so the hero you think is Nico Lodero. I think it's got to be. I think that could be a two, or maybe sneakily it could be Victor Rodriguez if he plays. Getting 60 to the, in the, on Saturday, I don't know. what it, His fitness did not look nearly... Mm. 
Uh, he did not look nearly up to speed. I mean, he because, hasn't been played with the team at all this season. It's like I was shocked when he was announced in the in the starting eleven. So yeah, yeah I, I want to see Clint Dempsey have a really big match again. I thought he was excellent on Saturday, and he took a lot of attempts, including that awesome back heel. I'd actually like to I'd like to see it be Clint Dempsey as the man. Um, I would also take though uh, Kim Kihi being great again. So Clint Dempsey strikes me as like he's been quietly good lately. Yeah. Like he's been quietly good, but Clint Dempsey is not like a quiet good player. You know, like without him being obnoxiously good, uh, he's not going to make people happy, right. right? So I think you're right. I think Clint Dempsey, if he has a big game this week, it'll do a lot for him. And it'll do a lot for the fan base. It'll do a lot for people. So and the same same chip on the shoulder. The U.S. men's right. national team doesn't qualify for the World Cup, and now they're just playing all the kids, trying to figure out what the next iteration is going to be. Looked good against France. I didn't watch, but I, uh, the internet was on fire with how good the U.S. kids looked. Um, so for Dempsey to be the old guy that didn't make the World Cup with his squad, there maybe could be a little bit of like uh, a little FOMO going on. Right? Or it's not fear, I guess. At that point, I guess. Well, it's, it's a guy who it's a guy who has performed in three World Cups and performed of, excellently in all three of them. That's a bit of mo. He's <laughs> just yeah. missing out. That right. like, maybe he'll uh, he'll be able to step up as well. Right. So uh, the villain when we're looking at New York Red Bulls, a uh, one name I know for certain who just. Who murdered the league two years ago is Bradley Wright Phillips. Yep. Still good. Still good. Yeah, he's 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 one of those guys that like is always good, but always is overlooked as one of the best players in the league because he's not the biggest name, right? Um, but he's a guy who is always good in the league. So uh, he's always dangerous. He's he's good in the air. Uh, his goal, the one goal against the Sounders uh, in the the Red Bulls game last season, was a Bradley Wright Phillips header, like stunning off the crossbar. Um, really good, really good goal. Successful family too, man. They've got a lot of history. Sean Wright Phillips in the Premier dad, League. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Um, it, it comes naturally. He was. Like I feel like a couple seasons ago, he scored all the goals and was being paid nothing. Yep, and he's landed himself a decent contract. And Red Bulls yeah. picked up the the supporters shield that season as well. So we're talking about a team who who is successful as of late, is doing well in in the Eastern Conference this season. Um, so yeah, they're fourth in the East right now. Yep. They've got two matches in hand, and they're seven points back of first. So really, they're not. And more importantly, they're two games in hand over New York City FC and just five points behind. So really, right. with two wins, could be second. They place. could be second place. So it's uh, you're it's, talking about against Seattle as well. So. Yeah, it's a who knows what's going to happen. Right. The defense at least has been good for Seattle. So hopefully that'll uh, continue to hold true. Yeah. So I think the villain is Bradley Wright Phillips and a top hat and a monocle. All right, so uh, TLDL, too long, didn't listen, too much babbling. Um, if you skipped all the way to this point of the podcast. If you just woke up in your chair like, what oh, am I? This is still going? Here's here's what you missed. <laughs> Roman Torres is a big boy. He is the biggest boy. Ra- uh, Raul Rudez could be the eight-figure DP hope. And who knows how much money we're giving him and if we're saying his name right. <laughs> Hopefully we've got the right DP also. Yeah. And the Mariners are looking like they're having their hottest season in years. <laughs> Unrelated to soccer. Time to take a look into the Crystal Pepsi Ball. What do you see for this week here, or for this Wednesday matchup? I'm going to go with 3-1. I'm going to go with 3-1. Might as well, because I'm, I'm lazy mostly and don't want to put a lot of thought into it. I'm still so mad at the uh, Seattle Sounders for sending Stefan Fry up to try and equalize a couple matches ago. I think he's going to show us. I think he's going to score not one. But two. 